The following episode of Ring That Damn Bell is brought to you by Defy Talk. Do you enjoy politics, current events, and all that great jazz? Then go to youtube.com forward slash Defy Talk and check me out there and don't forget to subscribe. Now ring that damn bell. You come out here expecting Sable, the kid comes out here, you kick the kid out of the ring, you shouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? I expected Sable, Mr. Austin. I don't give a damn who you expected, son. You don't kick the kid out of the ring. He said you wasn't the real Santa. I am the real Santa. So you're the real Santa. Yes, I'm the real Santa. Are you the real Santa or are you just a fat piece of trash? I'm a little round. All right, then, if you're the real Santa, hell, a few years ago... When Stone Cold was about six years old, and he'd been a good little SOB all year. That's true. That's true. When I was six years old, if you're the real Santa, what the hell did I ask for? Well, Santa's going to think about that for a minute, Mr. Austin. Speak uh, up, son. I can't hear you. Santa has to think about that, Mr. Austin. It's been a long time ago. Well, let me think. I know I've got it. It's in my mind. Um, There's a lot of cocktails. I think it was a Bobby doll and Tiddlywinks. Yes, that's what it was, Mr. Austin. That's what you want. You want the Bobby doll and Tiddlywinks. There wasn't no Barbie doll, and I can tell you what to do with every little one of you little Tiddlywinks. That wasn't very nice, Mr. Austin. Let me take a little survey here. Shut up. Let me take a little survey here, son. You're damn sure fat enough to be Santa. You got your little rosy cheeks. If he's not the real Santa Claus, give me a hell no. Not looking good for uh, Chris Kringle there. Santa, straight from the bottom of Stone Cold's heart. I got a little Christmas present for you myself. Oh! No! No! Stone Santa Claus! He cracked Chris's Kringle! Oh, hell yeah! Nobody but the Rattlesnake! The Stone Cold Stunner, wrestling podcast where we talk about WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and all that great, great jazz. My name is Chris Gunther, your host uh, for every single podcast. Uh, we are coming here live from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, it's currently Thursday. You're listening to this on Friday or whenever you're listening to this. And we got lots of stuff to discuss, including Monday Night Raw, uh, as well as TNA Impact, and as well as many other stories uh, it's going to be a great show, um, just like every show, in my personal opinion. That's all I'm just saying. Um, of course, I know that JR probably disagrees, but whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you enjoy is what you should enjoy, right? Before we get into the first topic, I need to discuss this. Um, so, as you all know, the holidays are coming, as in, like, there's only a few days until Christmas, and I celebrate Christmas, so 
Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever. <laughs> uh, hopefully you just enjoy your holidays. So, and since I'm going to be stuck in Vermont for the whole entire week, um, I was thinking of recording a episode early and doing like a uh, what happened in the past year on WWE, but I kind of decided now that I'm not going to do it. Uh, many reasons why, but I think the major, the reason why I want to say that we're not going to have an episode is because it's the holidays. You should be spending time with your family, and, you know, one week away from, you know, doing a podcast is not going to hurt you. Um, probably next year, we will be doing a podcast when I'm away, so like already a pre-recorded podcast, and it's going to be a top 100 matches of 2013, and don't worry, I'm going to be catching up with that for the whole entire year, so... Yeah, hopefully the podcast still stays alive until, you know, next December. So, a top 100 matches of 2013 from all three major wrestling promotions. Sounds like a great idea, right? So, hopefully you get ready for that. Um, So, no podcast next week. Um, Just enjoy spending time with your family and friends. That's all I really want from you guys. So, the only major news story when it came to wrestling this week was WWE's video game partner, THQ, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and will seek a buyer um, to help recover from years of business and creative missteps. All studios are scheduled to remain open with all developmental teams continuing to work through the silver, blah, 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 blah. Basically... The wrestling video game company that does all the, you know, wrestling video games, they're basically going under. And, you know, maybe it's because that I do not remember one game I bought for them that was created by them that wasn't a wrestling game. I'm trying to think of what was the last rest, what non-wrestling video game I bought by THQ, and this is coming from a person who's not a huge gamer. Um, sorry to all of you who, you know play your PC games and whatever. I usually only play stuff on my iPad. So I think the last time I ever bought a THQ game that wasn't made by for WWE was, um, I think it was the very first Destroy All Humans. I think they were made by THQ, but I could be wrong. Point is, is not, I'm not going to talk about that part. I'm going to talk about what is the top three best wrestling games in my personal opinion. And I value all of your opinions. So what is... Your favorite wrestling game. It doesn't have to be from the WWE SmackDown series or, you know, SmackDown vs. Raw series or WWE, you know, 12-13 series. It doesn't have to be from those. It could be, you know, from... I remember I couldn't get WWF Raw for Xbox because I didn't have an Xbox. So, there's that. There was also many wrestling games on the GameCube, if I remember. There's also the Nintendo 64 ones. Um, I wasn't a wrestling fan at the time, nor did I have an you know, 64 to have them. So, you know, you never know. So, what is the top three best wrestling games? Um, as an honorable mention, I'm going to mention WWE 13. And the reason why they're not on this list and the reason why I'm giving an honorable mention is because I haven't played it yet. I probably will if Santa gets me it, but... If Santa doesn't give it to me, then uh, yes, I won't be really playing with it. So I'm going to give it honorable mention because I heard very good things about it. And uh, it probably should be good. I hope it is. Um, so number three on my list is WWF SmackDown 2 Know Your Role. Um, this was the last uh, SmackDown game for PlayStation 1. And we had a PlayStation 1. And this was the game that my dad got for his birthday and never played it. 
So I decided to play it, and this is the game that got me into wrestling. So had to give it, you know, a number three. It was very good. Um, I definitely loved the season mode. The season mode, like, kept going and going and going, had the rankings of all the titles and you know, it was a little bit repetitive on their little storylines. I mean, you know, at the very beginning, you had uh, Stone Cold, you know, uh, break, uh, you know, Vince McMahon's, you know, trailer and, you know, that type of stuff. So, eh, it made sense for what the time was back in wrestling. So, yeah. Number two is WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2006. And the reason why I chose this one as number two is because this is when they brought in the GM mode. Freaking love that. I love the GM mode. It was my favorite thing. Um, I could never really successfully do it. But that's because I was younger and I didn't know how to really, um, like, it's when you, like, play, like, a video game or, like, you're watching a movie and you're a lot older and then you realize, oh, so that's what it is and that's what it is. And you're, like, putting out, oh, I get it. Why didn't I get that when I was younger? That's basically me now. Like, when I play SimCity now, I completely understand the whole entire politics and the whole entire government type of thing. So, you know, when I was a little kid and I was playing SimCity, you know, I didn't know anything. So, it's like, I ran out of money. Let me take out tons of loans. Yeah, that that's, explains my life right now. And number one is WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. And the reason why this is um, one of them is because... Um, what was the one before it? It was WWE SmackDown, uh, not, you know, you're old, just bring it. Yeah, it was that one. Um, that wasn't really as good, and that was the next one right after Know Your Role. So, I think this was really good because it had a very good storyline. Again, it had a little rankings. It wasn't rankings from the, you know, the different titles, but it was still rankings. And, uh, you know, whoever you chose, you get to go through the storyline with them, and you get to build up your character, and it was actually very entertaining. And, you know, you could walk around the arena, interact with everyone, say, hey, you want to you wanna push, get into Kane's face, then you can definitely do that. And it was, it was very good. I really think that's my favorite wrestling game. But tell me, what is your favorite wrestling game? Uh, let me know. All right, so we're going to get to all the major, major stories throughout the week, including highlights from Raw, as well as TNA Impact. But first, let's take this little quick commercial break. This episode of Ring That Damn Bell is brought to you by Defy Talk. Defy Talk is my own show that I do on YouTube where I actually show my face and talk about politics, current events, my weight, whatever I really want to talk about, and that it goes on there. So go to youtube.com forward slash Defy Talk and check it out now. Uh, currently, we are in production. Uh, we, as in me, currently in production for doing season one of the brand new show. Um, eh, I didn't finish the 25 Days of Christmas videos, but I am doing that type of concept, so we're currently filming the first season, first season will have 99 episodes, and it'll be every single weekday, and currently we are going to premiere the first season of uh, Defy Talk on Monday, January 7th, 2013, so check it out then, and subscribe now, so go to youtube.com forward slash Defy Talk, and subscribe now. If you would like to promote your product or your show on this podcast, hit me up by email by emailing me at ringthatdambell at gmail.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. So the one thing that you guys will notice throughout the new episodes and all that type of jazz is that I'm going... 
through Raw and Impact, but I'm not actually going through it. I'm only selecting, you know, the most important stuff, whether it's me wanting to complain about it or me complimenting it. So that's the one change that you will notice. Uh, if you want to hear a huge in-depth of what Raw hap- what happened on Raw or what happened on Impact Wrestling, um, you can watch it, just like I have to. <laughs> so you can suffer with me. And by suffer, I mean... No, no, sometimes it's, it, it, it feels like, you know, suffering. So, <laughs> so let's just get straight to Raw. We begin Raw with a singles match between Rey Mysterio with Sin Cara in his corner versus Damian Sandow with Cody Rhodes in his corner. Can you guess what also happened? You know, not this match, but later on that night. Yes, you guessed right. It was Sin Cara versus Cody Rhodes later on that night. Did you also know that on SmackDown the following night, it was Sin Cara versus Damian Sandow? And did you know that the night before this, at TLC, it was Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara versus Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes? And did you know that before? I, the reason why I'm saying this is that I'm kind of sick of it. Better than than me. Right. Anyways, what? let me try to say this again. The reason why I'm repeating this, why I'm telling you these matches that happened, is because I'm kind of sick of it. Alright? Why do we have to continue to repeat the same damn matches every single week? I mean, it wasn't just this. I'm not just, like, throwing this after, you know, Rey Mysterio, Sikara, Damian Sandow, Cody Rhodes. I'm not, like, yelling at them saying that they suck and we shouldn't see them. That's not what I'm trying to say. But they did this the same with Kofi Kingston, R-Truth, Wade Barrett, and Antonio Cesaro. For weeks, it was Kofi versus Wade. Then it was Antonio versus R-Truth. Then it was R-Truth versus Wade Barrett. And then it was Antonio Cesaro versus Kofi Kingston. And then they did a tattoo match. And then they did, like, another tattoo match. You get what I mean? Look, when you progress a storyline, you have to make it interesting, right? And that's that's the goal. So, what I'm trying to say is that constantly making the same damn match over and over and over again, yes, it might progress the storyline, but it's boring. And that's probably why I was bored with Kofi Kingston versus Wade Barrett at, you know, TLC. And probably the same reason why I was bored with Antonio or Claudio versus R-Truth at TLC as well. I was bored. Bored out of my mind. And guess what? I was bored with this. I don't know. I want to see the same damn matches over and over again. You know, if you're going to progress storyline with these guys, then do something else. Make it interesting. Make Do something sporadic. Don't just fill in damn matches because you are too lazy to come up with a cool way of progressing their storylines. Oh, we have to progress the storyline, so let's just give a match that the crowd has already seen. Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't like it. And to all the creative people and Vince McMahon and whatever, stop it. So instead of me, you know, talking about, like, specific matches like they actually matter, because none of these matches mattered. I was bored with most of these matches. I want to point something out to you. So let me just list the matches and how long they were, okay? So, let's go through the matches, alright? So, the first one was Ray versus Sandow. Ray won. It was three minutes long. Okay? Three minutes long. E versus Caitlyn. Caitlyn won. It was two minutes long. Okay. Then we have Kofi versus Tensai. 
Who cares about that match? One minute long. Great. Um, and then after the match, uh, Kofi got, you know, attacked by Barrett. Ooh, surprising. Uh, then we had uh, the great Kali versus David Otunga. Wow. Main event right there. Main event. Uh, Kali won in two minutes. Great. Then we had the match of the Funkasaurus versus JTG. Well, at least they're showing that they're going to push Funkasaurus again. Uh, Two-minute match. Funkasaurus won. Uh, then we had Cody Rhodes versus Sin Cara. An amazing long... Well, it wasn't amazing. I was, I was kind of bored. Again, I already told you why I'm bored. Because of the stupid repeating matches again. Over and over and over again. Okay. So, anyways. In a very long match. Cody Rhodes and Sin Cara went on for a very long time compared to all the other matches. And by a very long time, I mean four minutes. So that's the longest match from so far. Then uh, the main event, of course, was... Uh, well, then we had Ryback versus Antonio Cesaro. Ryback won by disqualification. That was three minutes long. Then we had the main event, which is AJ and Ziggler versus Vicky Guerrero and John Cena, which was four minutes. And Cena and Vicky won by disqualification. Okay? So those were many of the matches... Very, very, very poor matches. Very poor booking. Very poor booking. Now, here's the one part. I did not announce one of the matches because this match was the longest out of all of them. Out of all the matches tonight, this was the longest, okay? So, brace yourselves. This was the longest match of this card, okay? Here we go. Alberto Del Rio and The Miz and Tommy Dreamer as a guest versus 3MB. This was the longest match out of all of them. It was 14 minutes long. Okay. I can kind of get it because Tommy Dreamer is going to give you the cheap heat. Not the cheap heat. The cheap pop. Because um, they're in Philadelphia. That's the home of ECW. You know, he's the quote-unquote innovator of violence. But um, if any of you listen to The Art of Wrestling, which you should if you don't, um, you know, there's lots of debate about that, apparently, with other ECW guys. Um, so, yeah. Great. 14 minutes of fucking 3MB. Thank you. Thank you. That That's definitely the match that definitely should have got the most time. Yeah, definitely. What I'm trying to say is that all these matches sucked. And they were very short. Very short. You had three fucking hours. What are you doing giving us very short, very crappy matches? Oh, because it's the Slammy Awards. We need lots of time for the Slammy Awards. No, you did it. No, you didn't, folks. No, you didn't. You could have just easily done that at the very end of the show. Oh, here's all the Slammy Award. It had all the interesting stuff. You know, whatever. Okay, so let's go through the Slammy Award winners. Um, so the first one, uh, had Booker T come out, and he did the Tell Me I Did Not Just See That Slammy Award. And before he could actually, um, you know, announce the winner, Boogeyman came out, which is actually very cool. I very, I, I love Boogeyman. It's great to see that he's still alive. <laughs> um, you know, you know, he's 48, I think, 48, 47, 48. He's in his late 40s. So, uh, to all of you who are wondering why Boogeyman has not been in WWE in such a long time, it's because of that. He's in his 40s. Uh, if you do not do not know the stories, um, Boogeyman got sick a lot. And the reason why he got sick is because of the worms. Surprise. Um, you know, he always wanted to use the real worms, so he always got sick. Uh, so, it's great to see him. Um, the winner of this match, uh, sorry, the winner of this Slammy Award was 
Kofi Kingston for his miracle save of the handstand at the Royal Rumble. Compared to, you know, The Rock getting, you know, punked or Maddox slow-blowing Ryback or Daniel Bryan losing at WrestleMania in 18 seconds. That should have won the award. And tell me I did not just see that. should have been went to Daniel Bryan. Because that is one thing I totally want to forget about. Um, before, like, the award was announced to uh, Kofi, uh, Brad Maddox started walking to the podium thinking that he was going to win. So, there you go. The next Slammy Award had the New Age Outlaws come out, and they did the Comeback of the Year Award. They had their DX shirts and DX Santa hats. It was both Billy Gunn and Road Dog. I think Billy Gunn's now working as either a trainer or part of the, you know, developmental territory or something. He's doing something backstage, so good for him. Uh, we all know that uh, Road Dog is one of the agents, so... Um, then, uh, they do their, you know, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. So, that, uh, works very well. Uh, then, uh, so the nominees for these, guess which one won, okay? So, come back of the year. Guess who won out of all these four? Brock Lesnar, Jericho, DX, or Jerry the King Lawler after returning from his heart attack? You're right, correct. It was Brock Lesnar. No, I'm kidding. It was... It was Jerry King Lawler, obviously. Um, so, you know, Jerry King Lawler uh, ran up to the podium. That's probably not the best idea, but uh, whatever. Then we had, uh, you know, the Vicky came out for to announce the Kiss of the Year Slammy Award. The Kiss of the Year Slammy Award. Wonderful. Guess who the nominees were? Let me give you a hint. Uh, so, not a hint. Here's the nominees. So, the four nominees for the Kiss of the Year Award. Number one is AJ and Daniel Bryan. Number two is AJ and Kane. Number three is AJ and CM Punk. And number four was AJ and John Cena. Can you guess which one won? That's right, folks. The one where the bad kisser was... (laughs) Yes, that one. AJ and John Cena. You know, John Cena, who apparently can't kiss for shit. Yeah, that guy won. He won. He won this award. For his lovely bad kissing skills. So, there you go. So, AJ and Cena won this one. Um, I cannot believe that no one started chanting out slut. Because I was thinking, Stephanie McMahon! And the only reason why I'm thinking Stephanie McMahon is because... Um, I don't know how many of you know this story, but the first wrestling show I've been, I, was, I went to was in Montreal. And it was a SmackDown and Sunday Night Heat taping. I think it was the SmackDown before No Mercy 2001. And back then, it was like Jericho, The Rock, they were in a feud with each other for the WCW title. And Stephanie McMahon was a part of it because she's, you know, the owner of ECW, right? So people were chanting out slut in the arena. They were chanting out slut, slut, slut. And I was like thinking, where's the slut chance? Of course, when I was a little kid, when I was nine years old at that wrestling show, I thought they were speaking French because it was Montreal. It was Quebec. They're speaking French. No, apparently not. They're chanting slut. So, I was wondering where those slut chants were coming from. So, there were none. So, I would have started a slut chant. You know, slut, slut, slut. Because hell, hell, come on now, come on now. I don't do slut shaming, but slut shaming. Slut shaming, but, ah, just for AJ, just for AJ. Then we had the next award, which is the Superstar of the Year. Between Seamus, Cena, Big Show, and Punk. Now, they announced the nominees before... They announced who the um, presenter was. But before the presenter even came out, you heard a loud, woo, 
wonder who the presenter was. Then when we came back for a commercial break, Ric Flair came out. Of course it was Ric Flair. Of course it was Ric Flair. Thank you for spoiling it, jackasses. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely did not expect Ric Flair coming out after he a woo right before he came out. Yeah, right before he came out, you know, before the commercial, hearing the woo definitely did not spark my interest of, oh, Ric Flair's here. Jackasses. Anyways, uh, maybe that was maybe that was a technical error. Who knows? I don't think it was. They're just being jackass. Anyways, so superstar of the year is John Cena. Oh yeah, because he had a, such a great year of you know being in a feud with Kane, destroying Zack Ryder's career with doing that. Uh, also, you know, having getting beaten by The Rock at WrestleMania, as well as getting his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar, losing to John Laurinaitis. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, winning the money to bank and then losing it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, losing the CM Punk and Big Show at SummerSlam. Losing the CM Punk at, you know, United Champions. Losing his spot at Helmuth Cell. Um, losing the CM Punk and Ryback at Survivor Series. And then losing to Dolph Ziggler at TLC. Yeah, Superstar of the Year right there. Fucking A. Superstar of the Year. But, of course, John Cena being the little... Bitch, he is. Said, I can't take this award. Ric Flair, you have it. You're the superstar of the year. Yes! Ric Flair is the fucking superstar of the year. Yeah, definitely. God damn it. So to put an end to this crap, Punk came out being pissed off. And Punk said that he used to sit in the locker room and listen to HBK talk about how he wanted to be Flair. Punk never wanted to be Flair. He never wanted to be anybody but him. I was a superstar of the year last year. That means this year I'm superstar of the year. I've been champ 393 days. I'm the man. Not Cena, not Flair. Woo! Woo! So uh, Punk said that, you know, he can kick his ass with one leg. And then Flair was like, okay. And he threw off his, you know, his jacket. He started running down to the ring. He pulled out his blade and started, you know, shaking. And not kidding. He didn't pull out a blade. He didn't start shaking. That's a joke for all of you who do not know, because that's what I think of every Ric Flair match. All he does is basically blade himself and then have a seizure in the middle of the ring. (laughs) Sorry, that's what I think. So Punk says fine, and he gets into the ring very slowly, and uh, gets his ass beat. So does Paul Heyman. And then the Shield comes out. And then we have another commercial break. And they come out very slowly down to the ring and try to beat up Ric Flair, but... Kane and uh, Daniel Bryan comes out. And then Ryback comes out. And they all start beating up sh- the shield. And the shield runs away. And then they all celebrate in the ring. Lovely, lovely. Lovely end. So, there's that. Um, then the next Flammy Award went to Santino. Well, sorry. It was the LOL moment of the year. And the presenters were Santino and Tensai. Tensai got beat up earlier. So, uh, as a little joke. As a little poking, the f- poking fun. Um... Santino said, uh, decided to pretend to be, you know, Tensai. He said, quote, I know things aren't funny, or my name is not Tensai. In Japanese, Tensai means Fat Albert. I laughed out loud. I lolled out loud. That was funny. Then Albert turns and, you know, puts a hand on Santino's shoulder, and Santino's like, it says under the teleprompter. And Albert's like, there's no teleprompter. You know, it was funny. So, the nominees for this was The Rock for, for throwing uh, Cena's stuff into Boston Harbor, which was funny. Anger Management, which was even funnier. 
Orton dumping coffee and sauce on Ricardo and cake on Stryker, which wasn't funny. How was that funny? And then Vicky Doe doing bad dancing with the Funkasaurus, which was definitely not funny. Bad nominees. Bad nominees. The winner of this one was The Rock. Not anger management. It was The Rock. Really? Okay. I mean, I liked The Rock segment. It was very entertaining, but anger management was so much funnier. And I don't know who's choosing this. I doubt it's actual vote results. I doubt it is. I doubt it. I think that probably... I thought that anger management won, so that's all I'm saying. Daniel Bryan comes out yelling out, No, no, this should be his. And, you know, Kane had to come out and pull Bryan away over his shoulder while Bryan's yelling out, No, no. Because The Rock could have come in and get his award because, you know, The Rock is busy doing stuff. Right. Uh, Layla and Zack Ryder comes out and they announce the Slammy Award for WWE Trending Now, hashtag of the year. Uh, Ryder is not only a presenter, but he's also a nominee. So the four nominees was hashtag Feed Me More, hashtag People Power, hashtag Little Jimmy, or hashtag WWWYKI. Or Woo Woo Woo, you know it. And guess what? Woo Woo Woo, you know it, wasn't the one that won. It was hashtag Feed Me More. You know that hashtag that's never fucking used? So there's that. Um, there was a stupid segment with a, well, not stupid segment. Um, I guess it's sort of stupid because I don't really like the big show that much. Big show started, you know, talking smack about Seamus. People started yelling out boring. He said, I'm going to just sit here and wait. And, uh, Seamus comes out. Uh, he says that, you know, Big Show's the better man. He wants to shake his hand. So they shake hands. And then Big Show says, quote, now get to the back of the line, you potato-eating Irishman. Whatever made you think your ginger snap pasty white self could ever defeat me. So Seamus attacks Big Show, does a bro kick, hit him with the big giant chair, and then Ziggler comes out. He's about to cash in until Cena comes out and attacks Ziggler. Fucking lovely. Fucking lovely. Apparently in one of the drafts, they were actually going to have Dolph Ziggler cash in and win the title in one of the drafts of Raw. So they were going to do it. I still think that Ziggler should cash in at WrestleMania and not out of the bloom at WrestleMania actually like announced after Elimination Chamber or after the Elimination Chamber match for the, for the World Heavyweight title to announce that he's going to challenge, he's going to cash it at WrestleMania. That's where I think should happen, but hell, whatever. Uh, what else happened? Um, any other awards that came out? Oh yeah, there was a Slammy Award for uh, Newcomer of the Year and it was announced by Sheamus. Uh, the new uh, the nominees were Cesaro, Funkasaurus, Sandow, and Ryback. Guess who won? Ryback. Lovely. Ryback won, and this is actually very good. So Ryback said, the late, great, sorry, he said, quote, the late, great Owen Hart used to say, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I am that change. Feed me more. Feed me more. Feed me more. I really love how he did the Owen Hart quote. I was like, oh, that's sweet. So, not like sweet as in gay, but I'm, I, you know what I mean. Then we had another Slammy Award uh, that was presented by Miji Okerlund, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and JR. What's JR doing there? Crazy. Uh, so they decided to do the match of the year. And the four nominees was Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena at Extreme Rules, Sheamus versus Big Show at Hell in a Cell, 
and Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania. Who the hell put Sheamus versus Big Show in this crap? You might as well have put the TLC match. You should have put that one in there, or maybe did uh, CM Punk versus John Cena at Night of Champions. That was also a good one. Or you could have done um, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan at Over the Limit. All I'm saying is that Sheamus versus Big Show should not have been on there. So the winner was obviously Undertaker versus Triple H. Uh, Triple H comes out. Uh, people start chanting, we want Taker, but Taker's obviously not there because he has other stuff to do. Um, so Triple H says, thank you. People start chanting, thank you, Hunter. He says that, you know, let me just say this from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you. And I mean that. Thank you. Fucking hey, man. Uh, so, you know, and then he answers the million dollar question hanging in the air, which is Undertaker will, this, you have not seen the last of the Undertaker, which is like, oh, of course. Of course. Uh, and then uh, that's pretty much it for the Slammies. Um, yeah, but I had to talk about the main event because the main event was uh, AJ and Ziggler versus Vicky and John Cena. And the reason why I have to talk about it is because the outcome of it. So Cena had uh, his feet and locks up uh, the STF on Ziggler. And Ziggler makes it to the ropes, but Cena pulls Ziggler away from the rope and locks the hold back on. When this happens, you see AJ coming back from the back because she walked all the way to the back. And she bring in Big E Langston from NXT. Uh, Big E hits the ring and slams into Cena, causing a disqualification. So Cena and Vicky wins. Big E gets Cena up on the shoulder, slams him down on the mat. And we end with Big E standing over Cena, looking down at Cena, and AJ skipping around with Ziggler in the corner. Completely confused. That is how Raw ended, and I really want to make a comment about Big E, because I actually watched NXT, which um, I do not know if any of you really want me to discuss about NXT. Um, probably I'm going to end up doing that in the new year, but I really enjoy Big E. I do not really think he can be very good as a heel. I think he's better as a face, but, you know, when you consider, you know, many factors, you know, Biggie has been in, you know, the developmental territory for, I don't know how many years, for a few years, like two or three years, you know, the man has been working his butt off, and, you know, it's time for him to get, you know, a rub, time to show what he can get, what he's got, he's got to show it, um, see if he can actually play with the big boys, I guess that would be the correct term for that, um, <laughs> I was actually talking to someone who said that instead of Big E, it should have been uh, who was it? Mason Ryan. It should have been Mason Ryan who did that. Yeah, no, not Mason Ryan. To anyone who actually thought about Mason Ryan actually doing that and having some sort of impact, yeah, get off your, just get off whatever the fuck you're on. Just seriously, whatever you're smoking, stop it. Because I don't, to, in my eyes, I do not see that happening. Because one, I already know who Mason Ryan is. You, uh, it's. It'd be stupid to actually try to redo him again. So I don't, I don't even know if they still have him in the WWE. He's not on NXT, so I don't know if he's still signed to the WWE. But if he is, then you know at least he's getting his downside guarantee. But no, definitely not Mason Ryan. Enough. So give it to someone new, and Biggie Langston is new, so give it to him. And of course, there are some people who actually thought it wasn't Biggie. They thought it was Ezekiel Jackson, who somehow got very small. Oh, not very small, but smaller in comparison. 
people thought it was the I want well people thought it was Ezekiel Jackson so I wonder how that happened I wonder how people thought that happened I believe there was a wrestling news site that said that maybe the confusion was because they had this same tan line yeah tan line uh-huh yeah a little bit racist but you know no it's biggie and hopefully biggie takes this you know takes this and runs with it takes the ball and runs with it that's all he can that's all we can ask for hopefully he does good in WWE and i have faith in that he will of course i'm going to miss that five thing cuz i wanted to chant five five but oh well we go to tna impact from this past thursday it was recorded um wasn't live uh, and we start off with, you know, with, I'm going to go through and highlight most of this, so I'm not actually going to go per ep- what happened. But Kurt Angle versus Devon was the first match, and it was for the television title because this is Championship Thursday. You know, crazy, stupid concepts of, you know, shows. Um, Devon won, and this was the match that Kurt Angle um, got injured in. Uh, well, he technically got injured before that. Some type of groin injury um, I don't know if it was on Sunday, like, um, like two weeks ago. So I don't know if it was on the pay-per-view that they had or was before a pay-per-view. But the point is, is that Kurt Angle's injured, and so that's how they're going to write him out. So um, Joe, Garrett, and Wes Briscoe helped Kurt up. Uh, another match that I wanted to point out was um, Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan versus Kenny King and Rob Van Dam. Um, Joey Ryan, Matt Morgan won. And it looks like we're still going to have Kenny King go after Rob Van Dam. So maybe we're actually going to see a new X Division champion. Never know. Um, they actually announced who the 1313 hype video is, and it's Sting. Obviously. But hell, why not just spoil it now? Why not just spoil it now? <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so then we uh, go to. Uh, there wasn't really that much matches, if you really think about it. There was, like, what, only, like, four matches? Only four matches. So, um, there was lots of promos, lots of Hulk Hogan and Brooke Hogan and crap. Uh, we found out that Mickey James was going to challenge Tara for the knockout championship. Uh, Mickey James lost, so winner and still knockout champion with Tara. Um, you know, Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy. For the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, and this is Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy 3. I don't know what they basically named this. Very, very good match. If any of you want to see a great match, um, check out this uh, past Thursday's um, TNA Impact. I'm just watch this match. It was very good. Uh, awesome chemistry be the, between these two. And the winner was Jeff Hardy. He's still TNA champion. Um, basically, uh, Jeff gets his titles while... Bobby Roode's looking off, looking on the stage, and then uh, we see Hulk Hogan walking backstage. The camera asks Hogan about the title picture. He says that it's crazy and that is one of the main things he's going to work on in 2013. He's glad the year is almost over. And then, then the camera guy asks him about Aces Bates as well, as Hogan and Bully. Hogan doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. He turns and sees Brooke and Bully Ray packing a car. Uh-oh. Brooke grabs Ray by the head and pulls him to her for a very long, long kiss. Uh, then Hogan, you know, being pissed off, brother, you know, gets right into 
in his car, doesn't say a word. He starts hitting, drives off as they continue to kiss. Oh, cute Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray. Blah, blah, blah. And Hogan's pissed off because he's like, that's my daughter, brother. I'm going to kiss my own daughter, brother. Incest, brother. So, gross. I'm going to say it, and, you know, a lot of people will agree with me. Some people won't. Um, I prefer the live versions of TNA Impact. And I know I'm being nitpicky, but, uh, but I'm just saying, I really just so much more enjoyed live impact. So hopefully they continue doing live impact. I know that it's a little bit complicated because it's the holiday season right now and they're going to be going to UK in like the next month or so. So it's going to be very difficult for them to do any live. But I'm just pointing it out. Just try to keep TNA live as long as you can. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Wow, we got so much time for me to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Woo! Woo! Applause for me, you know. I guess, because, you know, reviewing, you know, Raw and, you know, TNA Impact took so damn long, and I would always have, like, 10 minutes left to get whatever the hell I want to get out, so now it's 19 minutes, so I'm very happy about that, so congratulations to me. So now, uh, by the way, if you ever want me to talk about anything, whether you ask me a question or you want a topic to be discussed, um, you can email me. By going to ringthatdambell at gmail.com. That's my email, ringthatdambell at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at ringtdb. That's at ringtdb or twitter.com forward slash ringtdb. You can also follow us on Facebook, the new like page, which is facebook.com forward slash ringthatdambell. It's still not really up yet, but it will be when we come to January. So, just so you know, um, a little bit of a hiccups for now, um, but in January, we will have new episodes, and, you know, everything will be set up, and I'll be able to do live reactions, sort of, not live reactions, live results on Twitter and Facebook. So, yeah, we will get to that, okay? So, just want to let you guys know, so that if you are a little bit worried, eh, don't worry about it so much. All right. Let's get through a couple things that um, happened. Um, one of the things that happened was at TLC, uh, Zach Ryder did show up. Um, he went on Twitter saying, TLC is, ten- is tonight in New York's Bar- Barclays Center. Last year I won the U.S. title at TLC. This year I got an email saying that I was not needed. Man, I feel Zach Ryder's pain. I really do. Um, I know a lot of people say that you know he could be the main event star. I do not see that with his current gimmick. Um, it could happen, uh, but damn, <laughs> the thing he did with John Cena, the storyline, uh, ruined the man, ruined him, but hopefully he bounces back sooner or later, hopefully sooner rather than later. So, as we talked about earlier in the show, during the Raw reactions, um, Ric Flair showed up on Raw, and if any of you who do not know, um, currently TNA and WWE has this lawsuit pending, I don't think it's really a lawsuit, because... Nothing has been actually, nothing actually happened yet, per se. Um, but uh, basically, the lawsuit basically says that WWE can't hire any former TNA stars or current TNA stars. Because one of the writers that worked at TNA got hired by WWE later and decided to spill the beans on a lot of TNA stuff. WWE never used any of it and they fired the guy and then basically told TNA, hey, um, this guy uh, told us a lot of your secrets. Don't worry. We're not going to use them, whatever. And TNA said, ha! Ha, motherfuckers! Ha! So, uh, 
Yeah, that happened. Um, but uh, when it comes to Ric Flair, we all know that he's not working at TNA anymore. But what the hell is up with Ric Flair? I mean, does he have a contract with WWE? Are they seriously going to, you know, risk it? Um, well, uh, from what we know, um, Flair didn't sign any contract. Uh, he basically got, you know, a per-show deal. You know, the deals that they have when they want to just have a guy come up on one show. That's basically what Ric Flair got. And, you know, uh, technically, um, he's been trying to return to the WWE since May, um, which is when uh, TNA Wrestling brought in that, you know, that lawsuit. Uh... Uh, he has told friends that if, you know, the thing didn't want to settle, they would quote-unquote get creative to bring him back. And I guess get him, getting creative was basically him showing up at the Slammies. And, you know, while Flair hasn't been under a TNA contract since September, um, you know, WWE has shielded away from hiring anyone that worked at TNA uh, while um, Brian Winstein was employed there. I guess Brian Winstein is the writer that got fired. Um, but if anyone doesn't know, um, Flair also has a daughter named Ashley. She's currently under a WWE developmental contract. You know, I think this lawsuit is stupid. But, you know, because, look, Velvet Sky was going to go to WWE. Alex Shelley wants to go to the WWE. I do not understand TNA's concept of, oh, we will just pressure all these people who want to leave to stay here. Because they hate it here, so... Let's keep them here. Makes no goddamn sense. And it's because... And you know why it doesn't make any goddamn sense? Because they're a corporation. Corporations don't fucking make sense. So, there's that. To those of you who are wondering why Senkara was, you know, taken off of television, um, because on Super Smackdown, the following night, uh, The Shield attacked him. So, um, yeah. Uh, Senkara has been working through a legitimate left knee injury. And uh, he he needed time off, so this was the reason that the Shield tapped him on uh, Super SmackDown. Um, they basically said in the kayfabe update that on the broadcast that Sankara has severe knee damage. Um, so it will be a while to till we see um, Sankara. And to those of you who are wondering about Rey Mysterio, the, Rey Mysterio has still been having um, family problems. Uh, he's been having family problems for like over a month. Um, again, we do not know because it's a family matter. He's keeping it as private as he can, so we can't know really. But um, hopefully, Sankara gets you know well, and hopefully, Raymond Hero you know clears his mind and whatever he's going through, you know he goes through and you know just gets settled. So because I, I mean I don't really like Sankara as a wrestler, but you know never put ill on a guy because you know you just don't like him. It's also been announced that on January 7th, 2013, on this edition of WWE Monday Night Raw, we will see Ryback versus CM Punk for the WWE title. And they will also be a TLC match. Now, I actually kind of like that idea. And the reason why I do is because, well, the TLC match from, you know, at TLC was actually very good. Um, I think that CM Punk can definitely go one-on-one with Ryback. Um, hopefully he doesn't injure himself or anything. Ah, God, if I jinx him, that'd be terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think it would be a great way of getting ratings up. If, if, if they promo this, not promo this, but if they hype up this match way early, like starting next Monday night, if they start hyping this match 
then I think it will bring up ratings. If they don't start hyping up this match, then, you know, they won't get much of a rating, and that's their damn fault. So hopefully they think wisely about hyping up this match. Speaking of Super Smackdown, just a little bit earlier, on this week's commercial-free Super Smackdown Live, which I thought was awesome, it was it was great having no commercials on SmackDown. I mean, Raw did it how long ago? It was like the Donald Trump, like, so he was going to do a commercial for you. Um, so uh, this week's uh, Super SmackDown did a 2.29 cable rating with an average, average viewership of 3.33 million viewers on the USA Network. And it's a very, very strong number for a SmackDown. Um, SmackDown usually gets like a 1.9, a 2.0 type of thing. So this is up from what's normal on SmackDown. So, you know, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, if only, if only Raw could increase their viewership. Which they technically have, but it's still under 3.0. So everyone needs to get slapped in the face. Just slap each other in the face. So that's what they should get for their stupidity when it comes to Raw. I don't know if I noted this on, um, I think I probably did on the last episode, on the TLC episode of Raid That Damn Though, I probably noted this, um, R-Truth is injured, um, uh, during TLC, uh, if you saw his Twitter page, he posted the picture, it was like a huge gash in his knee, it just looked gross and disgusting, and, you know, something I see on The Walking Dead, uh, which is, which is what I'm watching at this current moment, so... You know, to catch up with my mother, because my mother loves that show. So, you know, she can have someone to talk to about it. <laughs> uh, so, basically, R-Truth, um, as an update to this, uh, R-Truth is dealing with soreness and stiffness from his knee injury that he suffered. Uh, despite the <laughs> complete gory nature of this injury, uh, the latest word is he is expected to return to the ring sometime next month, um, which will be in January, which will be close to, you know, the Royal Rumble. So, uh if you have a strong stomach, check out the photo. It's very gross. Um, but, uh, you know, good for Archer. You know, it would suck if it was, like, a very serious injury. So, ugh, just gross. <laughs> and that's that's kind of why I would never want to be a WWE superstar. Just injuries. Ugh. Actually, let's talk about that. That's actually a great topic to discuss. And I want to hear your guys' intake by either... You know, emailing me at ringthatdambell at gmail.com or tweeting me or Facebooking me. Why aren't you a WWE superstar? And the reason why I'm not a WWE superstar is I don't think, I think I'd be able to if I get healthy enough. Because trust me, if you see me right now, I'm definitely not healthy. But technically, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm down like 10 pounds or something. I don't even remember how much pounds I'm down. But I'm losing weight. Um, So... The reason why I wouldn't is because of the injuries, man. I'd be so damn paranoid of getting an injury. And if you do not know me, which you don't, so I'll just tell you. The only injury, the only time I ever went to a hospital was, one, I was born in a hospital, so there's that. Um, And two, uh, was basically a finger injury where I accidentally cut my finger. That was the only time I've ever been to a hospital. I never popped anything. I never broke anything. Just only a little cut on my finger, which gashed blood. So, yeah, that was painful. And I, I can't imagine getting through an injury while wrestling. And then you don't have health insurance, and it's like, fuck. You know what I mean? Huh. And, and that's kind of, I know that there was some conservative, you know, uh, radio, uh, not radio, a podcast host of wrestling shows. I know there's some that are conservative, and I'm the liberal 
out of pretty much everyone. I think probably the most liberal out of everyone. But, you know, there were some guys who were conservative, you know, wrestling. And they were giving shit to Roddy Piper who were like, hey, why aren't you insuring your, you know, wrestlers? And they're like, look at this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. Uh, that's definitely not how they pronounce it. They were, new, they were from New York and New Jersey. So, you know, I don't know how you talk in New York and or <sighs> Point is, is that, you know, people gave shit to Roddy Piper for that, but I personally think that, you know, WWE should insure all of their workers with health insurance, and it will be expensive as fuck. But, dude, come on. Definitely need to. And before we go, the last thing I want to discuss is Impact Wrestling's ratings, because um, their wrestling rating came out. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I remember... Hulk Hogan on TNA Impact saying, you know, you know, brother, this company was like a small company. Now we're growing larger, brother, brother. Here's their ratings. They have a 0.99 cable rating with an average viewing audience of 1.27 million viewers on Spike TV. You know how much of that increase happened in the past year, two years, three years? None. In fact, it decreased a little. So in the past three years, they decreased a little bit of their viewership. So I just want to shove it in Hulk Hogan's face. And you know what? Just shove it in Vince McMahon's face about their ratings as well. But shove it a little bit in, you know, Hulk Hogan's, you know, face. Like, because he feels like, what was it? Like a couple of years ago, we were like thinking, oh my God, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan's going to TNA. They're going to bring TNA to, you know, a new era. Hell no. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. So, uh, you know, Impact Wrestling is just the same damn ratings, and this is probably the only time you'll ever hear me talk about TNA's ratings unless they either drop dra down dramatically or they rise dramatically. So, you know, that's that. And that's it for this episode of Ring That Damn Bell. Thank you so much for listening. Um, to all of you, again, who are either, you know, Celebrating the holidays, um, happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah's already over, happy Kwanzaa, <laughs> I suck. Anyways, um, so happy holidays to all of you, um, hopefully you enjoy your time, and again, there will not be a new episode of Rain That Down Bell next week, because one, I'm in Vermont, and two, it's the holidays, spend time with your family, spend time with your friends, don't spend time on the internet, I know you will anyways, but... Anyways, um, so that's it. Uh, let's go through the plugs in the, uh, yeah, let's go through the plugs and uh, we'll just end this episode. If you would like to support this podcast and what I do, please go to iTunes, search up Ring That Damn Bell on iTunes, and give us a review, whether it's one star, five star, whatever. Make sure you subscribe. Once you subscribe, you will be... You'll down, your the new episodes will download right on your iTunes, and you'll be upset, man. It's all, it's all sad, man. Um, so do that. Also, follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash ringtdb. Again, follow us on Twitter at ringtdb. If you would like to send a question, um, you know uh, whether you want your stuff promoted on the show or whatever, go to ringthatdambell at gmail.com. Again, email me at ringthatdambell at gmail.com Also follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash ringthatdambell 
Again, I am currently working on, you know, the Facebook profile, so it'll take a little bit, but that's at facebook.com forward slash ring that damn bell. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash ring that damn bell. That is where we post all the clips and past episodes of ring that damn bell, so check it out again by subscribing at youtube.com forward slash ring that damn bell. And also, just as a little self-plug, follow me on Twitter. I have my own personal Twitter account. It's at Chris Gunther. Again, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Chris Gunther. That's it for this episode. I'm ver- I'm so out of breath, and I'm so out of it. So, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all in two weeks with a new episode of Ring That Damn Bell. Check us out on, again, on all the great stuff. I'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>